la 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 da 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 I don't know if it's been made public yet, so let me hop over into the into the old back end here and give it a little gobbledygoo. Right? Man, why is it every time I do this I have to I have to click all these things. It's ridiculous. Come on. All right, all right. Yes, I got it. I got it. Thank you. Okay. There you go. Yes. Uh-huh. Perfect. All right, now I can do this. And now I can do this. Welcome. Welcome to the dark side. How is everyone doing? Happy, uh, happy, happy Friday. Happy frisky Friday to you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is, uh, is Matt. I go by Matt. And alongside me is, uh, right now, I've got, here's DeMay. DeMay, we're, we're live. I think, I think I've got it figured out now. Uh, let me do this. You do not hear me? What? You can't hear me? Really? Uh, everyone in the chat right now, can you hear me okay? It's echoey, you said? Hang on one second here, boys. Let me let me update the uh, the screen here. Everybody says I can hear you. I can hear you. It's good. Sounds great. All right, they can hear me. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna add y'all to the uh, to the old wizardry here, and that way everybody can see y'all on the old. Uh, on the old boob tube here. On the tubes, it sounds good. What is going on with this? I don't know what the deal is. John! JPEG! Help me. I need help. Oh, of course, I made all those adjustments. Cannot hear you. Uh, talk to me, boys, while I get this set up. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking to you. <laughs> Now, Ray sounds the same as you, Matt. He sounds like he's not. Okay. So, um, Ray, have you ever, have you? All right. Mm -hmm. If you can hear me now, Ray, have you ever listened to the song called Ass and Titties? 
And if you have, did you like it? I've not listened to that song Gosh. yet. We're going to rectify that tonight off the air so we don't get any DMCA stuff. But uh, <laughs> you need to hear it. It's a it's a American classic right up there with Don McLean, American Pie. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I got to look that up. What's the, you know, the top, top 500 songs, I think. Of all time that uh, Rolling Stone did. Here we go. So you know, Show. you know who's the original artist of uh, of this, right? Ass and titties. Uh huh. I know. I don't. Oh, ooh, Demay. Um, so I am extremely proud of being from. Memphis. And um, who is the rap group who could come up with that song? I want you to think about, uh, uh, well, all right, you didn't grow up in Memphis, so it's probably not going to ring out to you like it would me. It was Three Six Mafia. That is, um, oh. that is, that is who, who that was. That was oh. some, some fine artistry there. Now, do, do they have like their own version of Graceland there that you can go tour? No, they do not. But what's pretty interesting is that as you, if you if you you can find some pretty uh, uh, interesting interviews with those guys, and what was what was so interesting about them was um, because they did not go the traditional route to fame, right? So it wasn't like uh, you know uh, they, they got found and were immediately thrown in front of Sony execs, and then they signed a, a, a record deal, and then they were put on a label. And they just started busting out top 10 tracks, right? So they were going and playing in local clubs around the town and lucky to walk away with five, 600 bucks, right? And so they'd split their money and then, and then go their separate ways. Well, um, when you kind of like, uh, so there were some offshoots there of, uh, of like hypnotized minds and stuff. And, and they, they started to have a couple of hits and then, uh, they, they did, they got it. They got a deal. And um, they got $100,000 a piece. Uh, and this was like the first time that they ever really had money, right? That, that, that came from rap. And, and they, were so, they were in such disbelief about having that amount of money. They're like, if it, if it comes this fast, it can leave this fast. So what did they do? They bought houses uh, to rent. And so they bought houses next door to each other so they could turn them into rental properties because they were so concerned about this being a one-off fluke that they're like, what are we going to do when this goes sideways? Cause they fully expected it to go sideways and never get anywhere. Right. Smart move. Yeah. And, and so that was, what was so interesting is that, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the way they, you know, really, I'm going to use this loosely hustled and flowed through their rap career was more focused on, you know, how are we going to use the, uh, the luck money that comes from rap to build, uh, a, a, a stable financial future, right? Because they don't want to be in a, in a situation like the other guys they saw that would have $10,000, blow it all in a night. And then, you know, they're scrambling on the corner, having to do bad shit that they don't want to do to be able to survive. And I always thought that was such an interesting, like lawn care. Like, like lawn care. I always <laughs> thought that was such an interesting, um, uh, uh, story because from, Outward exterior, it's three six mafia, right? Like it's not you're you're not 
it, it really that whole genre of rap they had was was like it was really dark. It was like demon rap, right? And they were very overt, you know, talking about. Uh, and it's kind of interesting hearing talking about it now. But you know, the 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 idea was was that um, it was the fight between good and evil. And as they were producing those tracks, they were sharing the um, uh, their experiences where evil took over. And so that was that was the devil attempting to express themselves, you know, as they as they were trying to make their way back to to live as you know godly men, but you know we're just failing miserably, right? And so they were talking about the the satanic influence that was that was over them. So it was fascinating, nonetheless, to hear the story of Three Six Mafia when you know people hear their names, you know, like oh. Uh, uh, crunchy, crunchy black, and DJ Paul and Koopsta and Scarecrow. Right? Surely, surely, there's not a lot of of independent, high level thought that went on with what they were doing while they sing songs like "Slob on My Knob." Uh, when in reality, uh, there there was there was there was a lot going on there, and uh, and it's uh, it was it was fascinating. So anyway, there's my story for the night. Uh, yes, there you I go. Am a, I am a three. See, a, a man of uh, of many talents, many memories, and uh, all the experiences that one should want and desire, and thirty six years plus on this earth, right? Yes, yes, that is correct. I hear. All right, noises. I'm going to give you the top ten songs from. I don't want to say it so we don't get in trouble. A okay. major uh, uh, music magazine, probably the most well well known one. All right. This is their top 10 list of the top 500 songs. Number 10, Outcast, Hey Ya, 2003. Pretty good tune. Pretty good tune. Uh, number nine, Fleetwood Mac, Dreams, 1977. I don't agree with this one at all, personally. I haven't been a big fan. Wait, what was before Fleetwood Mac? I'm sorry. Uh, it was uh, it was Outcast, Hey Ya. Okay, yeah. So far, I'm, uh, this, not, I'm this, not into this. Number eight, number eight. I don't. This is the one I do not agree with. Missy Elliott, "Get Your Freak On," two thousand one. That is not even a top one hundred song. What? Time. Whoa! Missy Elliott. Ah, uh, hang on. It's uh, not a top ten song for okay. sure. I don't even get, think it's in top Get your freak. I, I will say this, uh, Missy Elliott, for me Fine as song. as a uh, as an artist, in, incredible. Like, f- f- holy. Had me in the throes of it early two thousands. I mean, just hard. Her and Tim Lambeau. Uh, is that? Uh, you're you're right. I don't agree with that ranking. Am Good I song. disappointed? She's in the top ten. Not at all. That song being in the top ten, a little bit. Now I will say this: if you are between the ages of let's just say thirty one and 43 and you've never uh had that song on while having relations you have missed out yes. i am very sorry for you yes it's a fine song to have on any uh mixtape that you're going to make for your old lady or uh, a spotify playlist so uh burn it on a cd throw it in throw it in do we still burn cds is that side b of the of, if you have the auto flip tape deck did you, you're probably not quite old enough for that, man. What are you talking about? Yes, I am. Yes, I, I am. Look, I was born in '86. I'm not. I'm not that young. I I grew up very much with uh with uh oh 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 oh
Ask Asami if you if you burned a CD for her, would she accept it as a gift? Asami. <laughs> Asami. Uh, Demay and Ray would like to know that if I burned you a CD, uh, would you accept that as a gift? Uh, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, and hang on. If For those of you that don't know, my wife is older than me. My wife turns 40 this year, so... Uh, very much Same. of the era of of burn CDs too, so it's not it's not beyond her. But did did you did you burn a lot of CDs? Yeah, yeah, that was that was your go to too. I had the radio push the record with the tape. Yes, where you would hold yeah. you would hold your your recorder to the radio yes. and hit record yes. and record your favorite song. Yes, okay. Or try to catch it on the radio and not have all the DJ talk on the front end of the song. A hundred percent. Yeah, that was that was a real thing. Yeah. All right, all right. Let me get let me get back to the list here. So seven. I don't know about this one either. Uh, Beatles, oh. Strawberry Fields Forever. Is that uh, barrel proof? This is this is a little smoke wagon, uncut, unfiltered, and uh, I'm gonna have oh, wow. I'm gonna have a glass of this uh, 114 proof uh, uh, material here. Who who was that, that that you just said here? That was uh, who? Well, this is the uh, the Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Strawberry Checking Fields. At number seven. Okay, that's the one where they first started talking about LSD and yeah. like psychedelic use. Yeah. So, so it's like the, was that it's, was that I on the Sergeant Pepper album or was it before? Yeah, it that was, was in Pepper. Yeah. That was on Pepper. Yeah, I right. like uh, that song. It's, it's melodic and it's beautiful. But hang on, what I would like to see in place of Strawberry Fields Forever would be, um, um, damn it, what is that song? I once had a girl, or should I say? She once had me. Uh, Norwegian Wood, in oh. my opinion, is a significantly greater song. Asami Kampai, cheers. <laughs> okay. I, I love you, baby. Also, I love you, baby. A strong contestant. Oh, shit. Oh, boy, yeah. Damn. Giddy up later, buddy. Damn. Uh, another one, a strong contender for the, uh, the, uh, the Bang Mix uh, CD mm-hmm. or Burn CD. Marvin Gaye, what's going on at number six? Oh wait, so these are the top ten songs for Strokin'. For everything. Oh, for no, everything. No, 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 no. Okay, he, okay. There okay. just happens. It just happens to be. I don't know that there's a top. I'm sure there is a top ten list for that. If there isn't, we should definitely write one. I feel like we could come he, up with a good Clarence one. Carter has to be on that. By the way, what's that? It's Clarence Carter. Uh, Strokin'. If you if you've if you've never heard the song Strokin', Clarence Carter is a man beyond his time. Uh, he played a uh, a Casio keyboard and had such fine hits, such as uh, "Strokin." Let's see here, uh, and let me let me read you some of this uh, some of these these lyrics. The guy was literally Shakespeare behind a Casio keyboard. Um, and so we hear, uh, just hear, hear me out. Uh, when I start making love, I don't just make love. I be stroking. That's what I be doing. I be stroking. I stroke <laughs> it to the song. east. I stroke it to the west. the west. I stroke it to the woman that I love the best. I be stroking. It is a good tune. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's simple in its lyrics. Uh, you don't really need to think a whole lot about it. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, it is an American pie, you know, where you, you, you really got to peel back the onion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A, a fine a fine tune indeed uh five 
Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. I'd say that's top ten worthy. Sure, that's, that's I'm, I'm sure. not going to argue no, that. No disagreement there. Ray, did you own the album Nevermind? You were a man of that era. Oh yeah, you coming was. of age. Peak. I'm curious. Peak no, grunge. actually no, no. You see, I was not uh, into the Seattle grunge thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I was strictly. No, I was strictly. I'll be back in two seconds. Hair metal. Like uh, hair metal, like poison, Jesus white snake, Christ. Van Halen. <laughs> you know, Def Leppard. <laughs> Oh, Ray. So so now, now that kind of explains my drinking habits, okay? Yeah, you know. <laughs> the, the... That explains my drink. That explains it. I mean, because those guys would drop uh, handles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, there there is a lot of things. We just found out that uh, <laughs> Ray's path to adulthood was paved in hair metal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and heavy drinking. No, actually, heavy drinking. That, that was the that was no, that that's no mystery to Matt. Yeah. I mean, Matt knew about that. Uh, what is that? When uh, Robert Palmer uh, asked me, "Okay, what uh, tracks do I want for that video that he shot of me at Eric's lawn?" I said, "You know what? I want this done to hair metal." <laughs> He's like, "What? What the fuck?" <laughs> That's what I would have so, said too. I'm my... <laughs> totally picturing Ray just all tatted up and hair down, you know, past his shoulder blades. Giant pulling white up circles around his nostrils. Pulling up, yeah, pulling <laughs> up to every lawn with a eighty-eight IROC Z with T tops, trailer hitch hooked up to it, you know, pulling a pulling a spreader and a sprayer. Uh, <laughs> the magic. All right. Uh four, Bob Dylan, like a rolling stone. Sure. Yes. You gotta have you gotta have a Dylan song in there. That's fair. Ah, Three. I... Sam Cook. A change is gonna come. No. All right. Oh. Oh. All Sam. Right. Sam Cook. Right. Okay. Um. This one. Hang on. Is... Let me go back to Dylan. Okay. Not a fan. I, I, I knew you wouldn't. Be. I'm not. I'm not a Dylan <laughs> fan. I'm not. I'm not a Neil Young fan. I'm not a Crosby, Stills, and Nash fan. And, and it's it's interesting because I do like the more contemporary Americana sound, and in uh, in in lyricism, I do like. For some reason, sure. I just never could get into it, and I've tried. Trust me, maybe a little bit of bread. Um, what what is the bread song about his dad? Um, oh golly. Uh. If I could give everything I own, Me- um, meatloaf? No. Oh. I did, oh, what, here what we is go. It, what is it? It it is it everything I own? Um. It it is. It's it's everything I own by bread and and you know oh, like okay. this was kind of the 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 hardest I could get and this this really isn't even the Americana scene. I just from that era it never quite registered with me i don't know why neil yeah i think it's i think it's because you were a little bit uh younger Mm -hmm. because uh i can actually get into uh you know dylan and the the rolling stones too because again uh it's because i'm old (laughs) and and hear me out like 
Bruce Springsteen's Americana, like his Nebraska album. Oh, yes. Absolutely love Bruce's you take into it. I, he, there was just something about that particular era. It never did really register with me. Demay, I'm curious, are you, of your siblings, are you the oldest? I'm the middle child. You're a middle child. Okay. How old is your uh, older? Uh, he is 11 years older than me, so he would okay. be... Yeah, he's 50, 50 right now. Yeah. So oh, my brother's eight years <laughs> older than me. My sister's 12 years older than me. And that, that's why I kind of had that weird influence, right? They're like oh. meat and potatoes, Gen Xers. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and you, know, you know what I mean? And so um, they totally were too, corporate sellout Gen X. Too young to be uh, in the. Th well, I don't know. My sister's big Dylan fan. Uh, she wasn't really too much into, into Neil Young, but you know, they, they kind of exposed me to that. Um, my sister was a huge Rolling Stones fan. In fact, went to Germany to go see the stones, uh, against my parents' wishes because you know, when else are you going to get to go get, see the stones? I don't think she knew that Mick Jagger was going to be performing through 2023. Uh, but, uh, whatever mm -hmm. adrenochrome he's you on, know, you, maybe we'll you know find who some. did who cocaine cocaine knew. <laughs> That he would be. I think cocaine wants you to die. That's one of the few things if that sets about, out the intent of killing you. Think about. Uh, I mean, just think about. It. And maybe there's some you know random guy named Marty that lives somewhere in Middle America. But you can't tell me that Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, on their own, have not ingested. A significant amount of the narcotics copious that have been consumed in this country in the last 50 years i mean they're they're up there they, they they've got to be up there the, the things that they have put in their body and have put in other bodies has to be so <laughs> extreme at a scale that no one could ever comprehend I'm sure they have put more things in more bodies. It's got to be at the Genghis Khan. Yes, well, I was going to say th there's there's probably there's probably a time in 1998 where you know uh, Keith and Mick were reading the Kenneth Star report, and we're probably like, oh Christ, you remember when we did that back on our summer tour back in '70? <laughs> <laughs> was that in L.A. or San Francisco? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. We'll do it That's again. We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll we'll do it again, or else, uh, or else the uh, what is that? The the orgies in in London. Don't yeah. Hey, the yeah. Fact so, of the matter is, don't vote D, don't vote R, just vote Stones. All right. Now, I'm sorry, I'm eating again. I just ate dinner, and I'm eating again because wait, I haven't did, eaten all uh, day, and I'm concerned. Did, they, did 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 somebody send that to you and and make sure that the deaf guy got his food? No. That's an inside joke. That by is the an way. inside we joke. Have to, we have to start calling out our inside jokes so that people know they're inside jokes because mm. we don't get enough viewers apparently. To, Someone to had know that. something delivered at my house and they left specific instructions that I am hard of hearing and so to knock in incredibly loud. <laughs> and late at night, <laughs> I was streaming in the middle of this. And someone shows up on my camera and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I'll just set it to the side and watch them. And then they beat on my door like they were the sheriff's department, and it scared the holy shit out of me. And then come to find out it was a pizza delivery guy. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, the instructions said. Because I was like, the fuck are you beating down my door for? He was like, oh, they said you were hard of hearing? 
Yeah. All right, let's see here. All right, What's two next? more, and then we got we got to talk grass. All right, uh, number two. Okay. Pretty interesting pick here, I gotta say. Public Enemy, fight the power, at number two all time. I mean, I could, I could, hey, Public Enemy. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's what I'm saying, man. I like don't it's that's all right. Number one, and again, I feel like it's a great song. I, and it's well sung. She didn't even write it though. All right. Aretha Franklin, respect is number one all time. Y- yes. Yes. Oh. I can get down with some Aretha. I, I bet you could. Who who Aretha. did write that? I I, I re- Otis Redding. Otis oh, Redding. That's wrote. right. That's right. I feel like I learned that on VH1. Aretha. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Aretha is uh the the queen of uh, you know the nineteen eighties and nineteen seventies. Also a Memphis lady. And she's also a Memphis mm-hmm. lady too. Exactly. All right. All right. Tina Turner is a Memphis lady That's too. Right. Yeah. We're here yeah. and we're proud. And now she's clear uh, too. No, now she's living, living her life in Switzerland of all places. How about that? Power to her. It's incredible. Yeah. All right, let's yeah, talk well, grass because yeah. uh, you know people are. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this and you're wondering. Uh, why we weren't talking grass is we didn't do our normal pre-show, which is really the time that we just need to get ourselves, our minds warmed up and talking. <laughs> and this is normally what you would see on a pre-show, but because we're doing this old school style where Matt literally just pushes a button and we don't have the services of our uh, wonderfully talented producer who can't mute me right now because he's such a beautiful human being and he's living his best <laughs> life right now in Iowa doing things that he should have done months ago. And he knows he should have, and he just found the time to do him. And I'm so proud of him, and I love him. And Jay Thanks, Pink, Dad. love you, buddy. I love you. He's going to kill me for saying all that, but that's okay. All right, he'll, be all right. he'll get over it. Anyway, anyway, all right, we got a couple of questions real quick. Yeah, and then, get to them. Let's see here. I got one okay. via email today, too, so go ahead, Demay. All right, uh, a gentleman here in the chat, Elvin Woods. We control and fur in the southeast of Georgia want to include two preventative fungicide apps in season. What timing and products do you think control measures for timing on sedges as well? Man, what kind Elvin, of grass like do you have? Because when more, you say yeah, southeast say like Georgia, I think centipede. <laughs> Who's, I can't believe you said that out loud. It's, it makes up 70% of the grass population in southeast Georgia, at least. So um, I'm, I'm nervous because... It, it, then he's talking about fungicide too, right? I'm like, well, if he has Bermuda, surely he's not going to be running fungicide. Yeah, because uh, why would you need in-season fungicide on centipede oh, here we in go. Georgia? Here we go. Uh, he yeah, said St. Aug, centipede, zoysia, Bermuda, large patch. Okay. And oh, okay. It's a hodgepodge. He's, okay. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bulldozer. Let's... Let's Demay. see. No, Bulldozer. no. Y'all stop it. Dump truck clothes right, of sin. We'll give you three <laughs> three different opinions here, Elvin. Bear I'll with get, us. Yeah. Or the other way to do it is two in-season fungicide applications ain't going to do it if you're dealing with gray leaf spot. You're looking at combination strobilurin and DMI interspersed with 3336 and you're going to have to throw in an SDHI in there as well and that is not even including what you're supposed to do for large patch in the fall 
or end of summer. So if you're committing to treating for disease, this ain't no two application program. You got work to do, sir. I'm going to soften the blow here. Bear with me. <laughs> and and I'm I'm going to I'm going to guess with it being southeast Georgia that you have a fairly narrow window of disease prevalence. And I could be 100% wrong, Elvin. I it, it's it's a common trend in my life to be 100% wrong. But I'm basing this off my limited time uh, with Centipede and St. Augustine in Augusta, Georgia. And what I noticed was it was pretty tightly centered to um, the first part of summer and gray leaf spot and then the end of the season and brown patch. Occasionally, I'd see brown patch in the middle of the season. Very, very rarely. Um, Maybe... Maybe if I did one of those things where I was like, hey, I'm going to fertilize this aggressively and just see what happens, then I would get some funky shit show up. Um, but if I, if, I, if I stuck to my guns and did what I was supposed to do and didn't take a lot of risks, um, then, uh, then I, would, uh, I, I typically didn't have a whole lot of in-season issues. Now, the other part of that is, too, is that I typically ran the grass leaner on water than what I, I, uh, I watched a lot of people do. Um, because I just, it just made me sick watching all the irrigation systems run so much in Augusta, Georgia, right? You know, everybody's wants to be the masters for as long as they possibly can. And so what they do there, which is extremely bizarre is, you know, your grass is coming out of dormancy in March timeframe, right? And they are fertilizing the holy shit out of their Bermuda, Zoysia, Centipede, St. Augustine, uh, in March and throwing water to it like water is has this this miraculous chemical that's going to pull it out of dormancy and turn it green again. And the more you give it, the more it will respond that way. So anyway, I tend to run things a little bit drier in terms of uh, um, uh, water. Uh, so your mileage may vary compared to what I did. So in the in the first part of summer, I think you could get away with one maybe uh but in all likelihood you're probably going to be in a in a minimum of two app, uh, uh preventative fungicide application window in in the early summer at least this was my experience then in the fall i would go ahead and and plan on another one there now you're talking about mostly large patch which is I, I would say gray leaf spot and large patch, uh, uh, you know, were, were definitely the predominant ones. I, f- I felt like I dealt with more gray leaf spot in the early part of summer, and then large patch wasn't until fall. Um, but I could see where you you would have it in the in the early part of summer, in that just post transition period. I saw it from time to time then too. Uh, your uh, strobler and DMIs, you know, are, are going to fall into that category. Run them together, not separately. Do not alternate and do a strobler and followed by a DMI. You can do that. Let me, and let, let me be honest about that. You can. I would not recommend it uh, because you're only attacking the disease at one site. Um, you, you know, so you have a mode of action that you're, yes. And I also have to bring something else up, too, in that if he's dealing with zoysia, uh-huh. and if he's not careful, uh-huh. the and only program will bring out dollar, dollar spot. spot. 
And that's why my policy when I'm doing either a strobilurin fungicide or else if I'm doing this SDHI known as ProStar, which actually aggravates dollar spot, if I ever apply one of those two types of products, I always have either a DMI or 3336 tank mixed with that fungicide so that I don't get the dollar spot flare. Because there is nothing like getting a phone call from your customer asking, why are there all of these little one-inch spots showing up all over my lawn all of a sudden after it rained? There's nothing like that phone call. That's the other thing, too, is you start getting into one of those weird storms pushing up into, into southeast Georgia, and, uh, and you know, it could get – you throw a total uh, wrench in, in your plan there. Um, so I'd, I'll just say I think you can get away with a strobler and a, and a DMI, run them together at the same time. Um, you know, he, headways the premix. Don't spend the money on headway. Sorry, Syngenta. Uh, uh, lick all of my balls. Um, but, uh, you know, get, 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 you know, pick, pick your poison on your strobilurin and, uh, and, um, and pick your poison on the, on the DMI and, you know, make, make sure you're within a decent temperature range when you're making your application there and, uh, roll your own. You're going to save a ton of money. It's going to give you a lot more flexibility. Uh, you're going to have a much higher degree of advocacy than you would ever buying a granular. Do not apply granular fungicides. Can we get that out of the way right now? Can we, can we put up a disclaimer? This is going to be an audible yes. disclaimer. Um, this is coming in audio. Stop applying granular fungicides. Yes, because Ryan DeMay has a dirty, racy way to explain how much good a granular fungicide does for you. I mean, listen, if we talk about <laughs> it in eighth grade health class, it ain't racy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was warned of the dangers of sheepskin condoms at an early age. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> Send it, Ryan. Send it. Applying <laughs> granular fungicides is like using a sheepskin condom. You know it's not the right thing to be using, and it's so hard to enjoy yourself that you forget about you know what could be happening and the joy you could be having if you had used the right thing, Ray. And that is a liquid fungicide. Please. Don't do it. Yeah, liquid, yeah, liquid fungicide. Because uh, I gotta tell you, even if your granular fungicide happens to be effective against the disease that you're applying it against, guess what you gotta do in order for that granular fungicide to even work? You gotta put water on the grass. And if you're dealing with disease, I think the last thing you need to do is put more fucking water on the grass. Gentlemen, that I, doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm going to share this with you. Here's a, here's a little point for conversation to, to segue into and out of this. I saw, and I don't have a video to share, and I can't talk too much about it yet, but I saw a demo of a piece of equipment that is going to be commercially available probably in the next, I'd say, two, maybe three years. That is mm -hmm. a... Uh, you could use it in lawn care. You could use it in golf sports turf that you'll be able to effectively roll on your fungicide apps at variable rates so that you get even coverage all the way across everything. Hey, Ryan. I like it. 
That is actually no drift. Old. No drift. I know oh, it's old, I know it's old. old yeah, thing. they use it in pre-emergence and stuff like that on golf courses. Well, actually, in the old days, okay. there used to be a roll-on application for broadleaf herbicide, mm. where you could put two four D or three way into this applicator that looked like a giant uh, paint roller with a tank above it, and you could roll that stuff onto a turf area and supposedly control the weeds, especially effective on large-leaved weeds like dandelion, for example, because there'd be excellent contact with that herbicide solution. I'm saying, it, it, the, 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 the small-scale demo I saw of it uh, leads me to believe that this will be a huge deal, especially in areas where you know uh, drift is a concern because of the weather patterns, drift is a concern because of you know uh the rose bushes that are right up against you know some sensitive turf stuff like that and Ryan? With all the play that drift is getting right now and uh, let me tell you what i was talking to a uh i, I don't want to say an academic here uh an employee of ohio state that has nothing to do with turf right and he's talking about the crop that he uh researches and looks after and he was like, well, you know, with all that drift and injury that you turf grass guys do, I'm like, what, what, where, uh, like, what, what do you mean? And again, even the perception is that, you know, we're out there with, you know, boom sprayers, 20 inches off the ground at, you know, uh, super fine droplet size, just, you know, uh, painting, painting everything. And I was like, actually, Ryan, no, that's, that's not, not true. Oh, I know. I know that's not true because the the fact or the reality is is uh, you have your volume lawn care jockeys watch it waving around their Kimlon gun watch it in a twenty mile per hour Come wind on. such that such that the you know spray droplets are literally carried forward or backward twenty feet because they're spraying when it's so goddamn windy. Man, I mean that's that's just the the truth and the reality. And I'm going to tell you, if they can perfect that non-spray roller applicator for turf grass, you know who'd be in the market for that? Uh, Alan Hayne. The next time he goes to North Dakota. No, me. Oh, oh. me. Oh. That was because. I'm just gonna say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii. Wind. Yeah. Your your average wind here is about 20 miles per hour. Average. Yeah. Oh no, I've been out there. I, I and it, it, you're right. It's breezy even at night. You know when normally like you're. It's fucking windy. In the right? continental United windy. States, yeah, it's breezy out there. It's breezy and. Uh, Chris, breezy. You know, listen. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants to see. You know, you end up like Alan and have to claim those dockers uh, as a qualified business expense when you go back to J.C. Penny and replace those things because they look like there's liquid shit all over them. Yikes. It did. Ooh, it yeah. was bad. There was a lot. Listen, I'll it. find the video here real quick. It, I saw it's, it. It's... No, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Ryan. I, I Somebody think I sent saw us a that link. video. No, I saw that video where his pants were literally like black or something. His pants were black from all of that humic that drifted back into him. Like he, it's like he pooped out of his front butt. 
Oh, yeah, my yeah. Lord, and, <laughs> I, and so I, I, I have never heard that before. And it, no, it was that that rung my bell. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, I, seriously, I, though, I quickly painted a picture in your mind. You painted something, all right? My God, yeah, it, it was horrible. But then, is my Brian, rosary here? Yeah, I need back to, say to a what you're saying about uh, how it's windy even at night. I literally want to disembowel any smartass that tells me, "Oh, why don't you just spray early in the morning?" Well, dumb fuck, it's because the wind is blowing 20 miles per hour. Even at 5 a.m., so that doesn't do me a shit of good. <laughs> I love. I would love to hear Ray, you know, uh, Ray's uh, Kevorkian like um, customer letters, you know, <laughs> curt, you know, curt emails that come back. Dear dumb fuck, I did not spray today because it was fucking windy. If you had stepped outside for even a millisecond, you too would have realized that it was fucking windy, almost too windy to spray. But just because. Well, actually. Now, you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. It came back. It came back. This is after Ray and Ryan dipped. We were trying to come up with a workaround. It came back. Let me message them. It's back. I don't know why. Here it is. I'm not on drugs. I promise. It says it's healthy. The stream is healthy. I don't know. We can move. We can move over to. Um, uh, we can take this offline and move over to uh, to Zoom if we want. By all means. Okay, I'm holding the line. I'm holding the line. I don't know. I don't know why this is happening to me. Why does this happen to me, Demay? We're back on, on YouTube now. It's We're live. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I am trying to figure out how to, how to get you back on the, on the screen. There it is. Is that it? I don't think that's it. Let me do this so I can do it while no one's uh, watching me. Why won't this fucking thing turn on? Are you watching me? I'm not watching. I'm you. Are we live right now? Yeah. Yeah. We're live. Look at we got Ray. I think this is yeah. Yeah, your screen's all jacked. You got Ray's ass. On yeah, the camera. Ray is out right now. Ray needs to come back in uh, with the with the link. I'm probably gonna have to add uh, another sword here for whatever reason because it's not. I mean, this is so. Dumb. Why does it have to do this with me? Is your camera on? Yeah, it's on. I it, hang on. Let me rejoin with the link because I was in Skype or uh, not in Skype. I was in Zoom. Okay. Yeah. 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 Re, yeah. Re, rejoin with the link. All right. There we go. There we go. Okay. This is good. Now this should. Oh, populate there in the uh, in the streaming software. Let me just make sure it shows it. Hi, Brent. Welcome, welcome to the drugs. 
Seriously, there's probably going to be women that watch this video and diddle their diddle their stuff to Hell. raise. Well, I there. mean, Ray, I I think Ray is Ray has a contention. I'm sure. So I I hate it because you know we were gonna we were gonna do the uh we'll, we'll move over to Zoom here shortly. How about that? We'll just we'll uh, take, yeah we we'll got to there's this. a there's a Zoom up right now. Okay, let's just do the Zoom. We'll do the Zoom. I want to thank everybody for putting up with our bullshit tonight. At least we got to answer Elvin's question, and we got to have a little fun <laughs> talking about the um, uh, music thing. Uh, the music thing. Yeah, actually, I really did enjoy that. Uh, and if, Alan, Alan pooping out his front butt. If Don't forget you about that. want to come hang out in the Zoom, uh, we are going to be uh, having just a good old time there. We're, literally, we're going to have a giant Zoom, invite a bunch of people in. If you do not know how to get a part of that, uh, but would like to be a part of that, head on over to patreon.com forward slash burner return. And this is where we hang out uh, with all with all our friends. And uh, and so if you if you if it's something you're interested in doing and you're of means to do so, by all means come check it out. If not, no harm, no foul. Um, this was kind of an unplanned thing anyway. Uh, but we will be back on Sunday with our regular scheduled programming or somewhere thereabouts. It depends. J-Pink is taking some much-deserved time off, and so we're going to let him enjoy that for as long as possible. But when he is back, we will come back. Uh, Ray, let's head on over to Zoom. Let's go hang out with the uh, with the Discord, and uh, love y'all. See y'all later. Ah, 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 ah.